Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have winners for our contests. Also, a tiny bit of news about maybe some sharing of some Disney Plus coming soon. And a bunch of feedback, and we're catching up on a lot of conversations that we've been trying to get to from the pages and pages of feedback. So, yeah, all that right is that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, I'm excited, buddy. Why are you so excited, Matt? Because a number of reasons that we're, we're going to talk about up top. But the main one is we have a winner for both our contests. Let's start with the smaller one. Smaller uh, one. Smaller one to win a t-shirt. We, we were giving a t-shirt away to someone who reviewed us on Apple iTunes this week. And that winner is Polar Bear 332 You have won a t-shirt. So hit us up, uh, uh, mcucast at gmail.com, and let us know your uh, size and all that stuff, and we'll send you a t-shirt. Uh, and then Congratulations, now the, Polar Bear 332. I hope it, I hope the shirt keeps you warm in, in the polar areas. <laughs> um, Pandas provide shirts to polars? Yeah. Pandas supporting polars. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Okay, and now, the moment you've all been waiting for. And seriously, guys, uh, we've been doing this contest for like six months where we've we, we've gotten you guys to do a bunch of reviews. We added them all up. There were like almost 200 reviews given across all of our Stranded Panda podcasts. So thank you. Big cheers to you guys for like doing all of those reviews. Really helped us out and helped us try to grow all these new shows. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll we'll do more in the future and give away something else cool. Uh, but for now, we are giving away the Avengers video game right now to our good friend, Brace, Brace Face 07. I believe we're pretty sure that's Marshall Naylor who communicates over on the, uh, at least he, it was previously when he emailed us. I think he won a shirt. I think he won a shirt like a year ago or something. Unless somebody stole his name. Yeah. They might, his, he might've been co-opted by someone else, but we believe that's Marshall Naylor. So Marshall, <laughs> that unless, unless someone else claims brace face 07, that's you. Uh, I'm, and if it, never mind. I don't know why I'm being silly about that. You win the sh- you win the Avengers game. So email us right. Actually, we'll probably email you because I think you I think you have emailed us. I think you've literally sent in feedback this week. So uh, congratulations, man. We uh, we did a big took all two hundred reviews, put them in a big pile, and did a random number generator, and then you were the winner, man. Good. So yeah, congratulations. You were the second chosen. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he was the second chosen because last week we made a big joke about Jeff wanting to win and me I made a I made a joke about how wouldn't it be funny if you won Jeff and then we and then we had to pick another one and sure enough <laughs> <laughs> we did our n- random number generator, and the first review that came up was Jeff. <laughs> That's so good. So good. It's great quality control there. Yeah, well, it was. It, we didn't go through every line and delete all of the people who were you, which I think... <laughs> So, but, but yeah, so we had to do a redraw for that one and, uh, yeah, good job having good luck there, Jeff. Uh, and yep. also bad luck cause you only, you used up your good luck on yep. a thing you can't win. Wasted it. <laughs> Wasted it. You won't win anything else the rest of the year. Uh, so funny. Pretty much it. We laughed. We laughed heartily. We we weren't recording because it was really complicated to collate all those reviews and everything. So it was pretty boring stuff until that happened. And then we were falling out laughing. So that is the big thing uh, that we wanted to say. And thank you guys so much for all the reviews. It really has been really helpful for our growth. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and, and we're excited to play Avengers with, Marshall and play Avengers with all of you guys, which we've been doing a lot of over on. We got the early access to the Avengers game, me and Jeff both. So we've been over there playing uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Trained Panda TV. And it has been really fun. It's a good game. It's I, a, uh, I enjoy it. I do too. I really do too. I just, I, there's one gripe that I have is that I, I wish that I could switch characters like easily or at all. Right, I'm still behind you, but I, I'm not even to a place where I can switch characters yet. But 
I, I, I do kind of, from what I understand is you have to pour energy into one character, build them up with gear and all of that uh, gear and uh, skill points and all that kind of stuff. And so when it's time to swap, it's not the, you can't really just swap over. Right. Yeah. That's the look of it. That's a bummer, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm excited to see what it does. I'm I'm kind of excited to specialize, honestly, because it seems like all the heroes are somewhat different in the way they work. Yeah, yeah. And so I I kind of want to focus on one. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be a Thor powerhouse. That's all there is to it. That's true. I was thinking about which which because you you can't play with. I don't know. I haven't gotten this far. You're further than me. Can you play multiplayer with two Thors? No. You cannot have two people that are the same character on the same loadout. That's neat. That's neat from like a continuity guy. I like that. Um, but also it means that I'm definitely not picking Thor because then I'm not going to play with you. So I need to yeah. pick something other than Thor. <laughs> um, I'm liking Kamala Khan. I am. Anyway. Yeah. This will, this will be fun. our new Stranded Panda Gaming podcast that, you know, will inevitably start. That we haven't made yet. <laughs> no, but, it, you know, inevitably uh, we'll be asking for reviews for it in a couple weeks. Um, <laughs> we'll do another giveaway. What, yeah. Spider-Man game, I guess? Yeah, we, we are probably doing a couple giveaways in the coming months, maybe for Spider-Man, um, Miles Morales, because we're going to try to boost our uh, numbers on MCU cast again before the big... Uh, for the big Black Widow comes out, and we finally have new content in this universe. Big Black Widow is that a new? Never mind. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, speaking of asking for things, <laughs> have been, I've, I've been saying about my Indiegogo campaign for my music that I have been running for? Uh, it's been a month and a half now. Uh, it has five days left, so this is the last MCU cast before that drops uh, before I finish the Indiegogo campaign. I am at 38% funding, so still a long way to go. I know I've done these campaigns years ago, and there's always a big curve at the end where people like that meant to do it hadn't done it yet. So this is the last MCU cast where I will be mentioning the Indiegogo campaign. So if you're interested in getting the new album or just supporting some geeky music, please go check out the Indiegogo campaign. You can go to strandedpanda.com slash new album and just click through to the Indiegogo campaign. It's right there. Uh, it would be incredibly helpful to me. So if you've been meaning to do it and you've just been putting it off, that is that this is the last week. Now, let's get into some news. How about it? All right. So there, yeah, other than the, the big news of, of Chadwick Boseman's unfortunate, untimely yeah. passing... Um, there is some, uh, there's a teensy little bit that the source code for, uh, for Disney plus has been scrawled over, you know, poured through like, you know, the, the hounds that people are who do this sort of thing. Uh, we tend to be very thorough like this, but it has been analyzed and there, it seems that there is a, uh, a feature in development to provide a group watch along feature like a uh like a party watch and like a discuss. netflix party or whatever yeah sort of like a netflix party that's cool man uh, group watch and discuss sort of thing and if i swear if that comes out before uh falcon and winter soldier like if if we get oh, that for falcon and winter soldier yeah Think about how much we could all just get together just have a huge I hope that they can support MCU cast kind of numbers <laughs> on this on this group because well, we're going to throw it down. Well, what would be really fun is we could do a Twitch stream where we all watch along and chat uh, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess we could chat in there and then do a Twitch stream podcast after or something like that. Kind of like we did for Altered Carbon, but it'd be for like new content that's coming out. I, that's exciting. WandaVision is going to be the first thing, right? That's what we think now uh i don't know i don't know right um falcon winter soldier was supposed to be first and then they got like shut that. down but wandavision supposedly finished rap shooting so i think that's probably coming out sooner than anyway yeah, i don't know i don't know i don't know they haven't they haven't said but if that feature comes out if that feature drops beforehand we might have to talk about a, a new way to podcast yeah for sure or a new way to binge. Uh, yeah, it'd be really neat to do something like that. I'm I'm down. I'm down. We'll uh, we'll talk we'll talk about it as we go. Um, figure out how best to do that. I don't know. You know, if they do it weekly, uh, like they did with the Mandalorian, then 
you know, that's a, a specific time and day, you know, that we could yeah. schedule for everybody to gather together. Oh, yeah, for sure. The only problem, I wonder what time they'll drop it. Like, if they'll, I hope they make it a primetime drop in that case, because it's much better, easier to get people together at primetime than it is, like, 2 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is when a lot of these things come out. Even if they do allow it at, at like, 2 a.m., if that's when they drop it, like, we'll still just set a timer for, you know... 5 p.m. or something like that right right we can Eastern. do something like that for sure i just it would be nice if like we're all sitting around with our popcorn and it like drops on disney plus and we can all sit around and talk and chat about it you know yep that would be cool that would be real cool yep mm. i'd be down for that anyway so that's really the only news that i have been able to uh to uncover on the web this week like it's yeah. been dead quite a week quite a week uh yeah man that's that's rad. Uh, I'm I'm excited about that one, um, and and of course the biggest news. But I, we already did a whole podcast on it, so we weren't going to talk about it much. And honestly, it puts me in a quite a dark mood. Um, but yeah, Chadwick Boseman's death was has just been rough, man. Just been a rough, rough week. Even just thinking and talking about that, and I keep I keep finding myself in conversations about it, and like seriously, I, I don't know. This one just affected me uh, in a pretty hard way. Um, yeah. And if you want to hear us talk in depth about that, we we just did a full tribute podcast to Chadwick Boseman um, the other day. So check that out if you want to. But other than, uh, as for we're, we're, we we have a few feedbacks about it. And we're definitely not like shying away from it uh, because I, I really think we all should celebrate his life and his legacy of, of what he what he accomplished. Like I, I'm just thinking I've been watching others of his movies this week. Um, I watched 42 and then last night I watched Get On Up and like. The accomplishment of that dude in four years, you know, like he's four or five years, like he's so many iconic characters that he played and really, really well done movies. Um, And I just can't, it's it's heartbreaking and horrible um, that he's, that he's gone. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm really sad that I haven't seen 21 Bridges yet. Um, because when I saw the trailer for it, it was like, you know, the directors who made um, who made Civil War, and you know, starring Chadwick Boseman. I was like, hold up, what? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I'm I, on that. I'm I, so I, on that. I was in the same reaction, and then for some reason, I just never got around to seeing it. But I'll probably watch it tomorrow because tonight I'm podcasting all night. Because, <laughs> gosh, I have so many podcasts. I did the Star Trek Universe podcast today. Now the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Then I'm uh, at at six thirty. I'm finishing up Bill and Ted for Bingers Assemble, uh, and then at eight o'clock I've got Lovecraft Country for Pandavision. <laughs> it's just like four podcasts in one day and two live streams. So like, it's just a that's nuts. It's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I kind of it, well. Nor <laughs> it's, it's kind of my normal week of podcasting and live streams. Like I normally do about that much. But like, but it's all in one day. For so, yeah. For some reason, the only availability everybody had was today, and I was like, well, I guess that's my whole day. <laughs> luckily, I'm off, and I, well, luckily, I have no job. So, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you put luckily in quotes there. Because uh, mm, I, I put I a am, question mark after it i am getting an awful lot of podcasting in (laughs) (laughs) luckily well since you got such a packed schedule let's get to it on on this feedback yeah yeah. uh, oh speaking of your next appointment if you guys who were following along with the X-Men rewatch on Bingers Assemble, we also covered X. Uh, oh yeah, we new got mutants. new mutants. Actually, another another me and Jeff pod, me and a uh, me and Jeff joint, which you don't get to do that much. Um, me and Jeff covered new mutants on Bingers Assemble this week, so I just yeah. it's exciting to have new content on Bingers. That's been fun. And that you know that movie was pretty solid. Yeah, like I totally. I, I look back on it fondly. Yeah, man, I'm I'm 100 in that camp too. I. Uh, uh, well, we did a whole podcast about it, uh, but it's yeah. it's like it's a horror movie. If you go in looking for a horror, I'm I'm sure there's some people that are probably deciding whether to watch it. And if you are, just go in knowing what you're getting. It's like a teen horror movie, but it exists in the Marvel universe. And so, if, yeah. like, I wouldn't expect too much more than that. And then you'll you'll really enjoy it. If you go in expecting it to be like a full on X Men epic movie, then it's just not that. Yeah, you're going to be disappointed if that's the case. So. Know what you're getting. Yeah. Buyer beware. All right. 
Ready for feedback? I am. Let's do as much of this feedback as we can. I want to talk to everybody. Uh, here's your feedback. Thank you, Jeff. That's. I feel like that's an insult. I, I will take it. I will take it thusly. Using <laughs> a lot of big words, and I don't understand it, so I'm going to take it as disrespect. <laughs> Watch your mouth and help me make the sale. Uh, anyway, okay. What is that from? Help me make the sale. Uh, it's from the Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, okay. I like I like that movie a lot, actually. It's a great one. The movie has more heart than uh, I remember. It also has a lot of homophobia for how late how late that movie was made we were watching uh bill and ted for for bingers me and brian v klein and in both the first two bill and ted's uh they use slurs uh for homosexuals uh and it's just like a pg-13 movie from the nine from like 89 it was just like oh yikes whoops (laughs) Whoops. it it was a different time yeah it's not yeah. okay not easy to look back on that like that's only 30 years ago not and it's and it's not like an adult rated r film this is like a for all intents and purposes like a kids or teenager movie yeah i think that was the mainstream thing yeah i was like seven or something when i watched that movie and i loved it and that Oof. that was definitely in there all right let's We've, get feedback go 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 sorry uh, I keep science talking. matters tweeted at us adam's you cast first r.i.p chadwick what a tragic loss mm-hmm. wakanda forever listening to the new pod right now guys and i think this whole snyder cut thing was less about bowing uh rather just a business opportunity since hbo max was recently released why not invest for content to draw sure that, that is yeah. definitely one way to look at it um i uh it's it's funny we got a lot of feedback about the snyder cut and what people think about it and uh yeah it's interesting the different takes it's like uh i don't know if, I, I know one person brought up like i don't think you included it in the feedback because we did talk about it but they were like you guys just need to understand it's like you know the tragedy of his daughter like it's it's really cool of them to let him finish what he'd made and i was like yeah that that's a great point and but then you know right here we have someone being like guys it's a pure business decision you know it's like yeah (laughs) it's just interesting the ways different ways people view it um it's like stop bothering them it's a business decision and then like stop bothering them they're being incredibly uh altruistic you know (laughs) it's like now a company is never altruistic period (laughs) sure sure well Uh, companies are people there there are times when company it depends on the size of the company that i know that like all companies want the bottom line but there are people in companies and they can make decisions that are like intentionally to to make decisions based on their values not just their bottom line uh not saying that's what they're doing but it is possible. It is humanly possible for a company uh, that is trying to make good value decisions. If they wanted to give him time to to you know mourn his his loss and finish his vision, they would have just put a pause on production and then not release the film until he was ready to come back and finish it. Sure, but they they wanted to get the the hype train continue rolling on it they wanted to get the movie out as quick as possible and in classic wb fashion or in classic yeah warner brothers fashion they pushed the wrong thing which was to get a a a different director that has a completely different tone from your first director to come in and finish it Mm -hmm. i'm I'm, I'm with you that's a bad decision so all around uh i i i cannot believe for a second that they're being altruistic in any way yeah i don't i i hear you but that's a that's an argument for another day it it (laughs) definitely is marshall naylor hey we were just talking about this guy marshall naylor you won a video game yay He said, how is this not brought up immediately? If Jeff isn't there on trivia night, he can build his own ADA to accompany Matt. Just don't let it read any books, Jeff. Specifically your D&D books. <laughs> P.S. Elizabeth Henstridge and Gemma's birthday is 9-11. Do something special. We missed Fitz's, though. Oh. Blue. So we had 10 days to plan a birthday party for Elizabeth Henstridge that we have to get her to. Yeah. Uh, so we have to kidnap Elizabeth Henstridge? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> 
Uh, maybe. Only for birthday purposes. It's a sweet thing. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> nothing bad about it. Just a birthday kidnapping. Just. <laughs> of a person who we don't know. Just yep. a good old birthday kidnapping. Just a good old fashioned birthday kidnapping. <laughs> you know, like you see in the movies. Yeah, for sure. Oof. That's troublesome. So, uh, I have built a bot. It's called Vision, and yeah. so far it's going real good. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, we're, we might do a test run of Vision this week in trivia, um, just to like see how it goes. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. All right. Shahara McKissick said, Now see here, you... To my birthday, Twinkie Jeff, and the amazing Matt. Ooh. Okay, so now that I've got your attention. She does indeed. Out. She does indeed. <laughs> I'm interested. Your, your birthday, Twinkie, and she called me amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm very interested. I mean... <laughs> Flattery <laughs> will get you everywhere. <laughs> Flattery gets you exactly to the top. Do we want to give her the game? <laughs> Sorry, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she says, I want to truly thank you guys for being a true lifeline to me over the last few months. I started listening to you guys over a year ago or so uh, while I, when I was traveling for work as a video tech for a live events company looking for reviews of Marvel movies. And I loved the fact that you discussed the continuity of the universe. Your passion for the MCU gave me hours and hours of enjoyment and laughter during a trying time in my life. I had been going through a separation uh, that was then followed by isolation and layoff caused by this damn pandemic. You were even there for me when dealing with the legitimate fear of being a black woman in America. Being able to connect with you live through Facebook and on Twitch has been my connection to the outside world. And even though I haven't won a trivia contest yet, mm -hmm. I truly just love the community of chatting with with people about something I care about and the ability to escape into the MCU with you fellows. Uh, can't wait to see what you come up with next. Marvel truly needs to recognize your considerable amount of awesomeness. Mm, Sorry, cons your considerable amount of awesomeness. Mm -hmm. Please keep up the great work. Sincerely, a true believer, Hera JK. Shahara, Hera, I, I guess I guess you probably go by Hera because it's, it's your name on Twitch. Uh, Hera, thank you so much. I When I saw this message come through, it's a couple weeks ago actually, but we've been so backed up. And uh, I don't know, I'm always weird about, I, I always like am slow to put really nice things in the feed um, and that, that this community has meant so much to me during the same time. Like you talked about layoffs and this crazy pandemic and the fears and the, the racial tensions and like, I don't know, man, having this community of people um, to connect with has been hugely important to me too. And so it's not a one-sided thing. And so thank you very much for being a part of it. And um, yeah, we, we love you 3000. We love you 3,000. Not 300. No. <laughs> no. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're no Haley Hobbs over here. Oof. <laughs> it's just funny. It's she, she, she dropped one zero, and we're just not going to let her live it down. Nah, never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marshall Naylor also said, uh, someone else has probably come up with this, but what if the MCU introduces Wolverine as a middle-aged or even old man Logan? I don't really want the entire X-Men in the MCU, though having a few is perfect. Introducing him through another hero's movie like Black Panther got introduced in Civil War. Like, hey, we need someone's help, but they have to be off off the Accords. Remember those? Yeah, they're still going to be a problem. Okay, I know a guy. Something like that. And since the Skrulls versus the Fantastic Four are a big thing, maybe introducing them as anti-heroes or brainwash Kree could work out, too. Thoughts? Marshall. Hmm. What are your thoughts, Jeff? I don't know. I, it, it feels kind of like a disservice to the X-Men to not bring all of the men, you know, with the X-Men being such a, a big part of the MCU continuity or not MCU continuity, but Marvel continuity. Yeah. Um, I get the idea of stripping it down. I mean, everything they've done in the MCU up till now has been sort of stripped down. But yeah. I like the idea, the, the, the kind of cool thing about the X-Men is you could bring them in, kind of like the Avengers, they had a lot of adventures between Avengers 1 and 2, like rounding up Hydra 
or I guess between Winter Soldier and um, Age of Ultron, there's there's a lot of stuff that they did. They kind of give nods to. And with the X-Men, you could kind of have this expansive world where, yeah, you have connections, you have times you connect with them and you see parts of their story, but the X-Men could still have a lot of story. And I like that making the world feel lived in thing. So like, even if you still had just a connection, only a connection to a few X-Men over the next few movies, it'd be kind of nice if the X-Men were still a, out there operating on their own. I, I think we will eventually get an X-Men movie, like a traditional, well, I won't say traditional. I hope they do something radically new and different, but I think we will <laughs> eventually get a full t- X-Men team, know what that'll look like and how, whether the school will be involved and how the, how many kids will be there and how many mutants will be in the world. All that is a question, but like, yeah, I, I think, especially since they played with the Inhumans idea for a little while before they got the mutants back, I think that it is possible, it's very possible that we'll get some sort of, I think they want to introduce an idea that has more legs than single heroes and villains at a time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They need their kryptonite rock from Smallville, you know? (laughs) Sure. Um, With the X-Men, though, like, like, the individual characters are, are... they're cool, they're fun, you know, they can have good stories individually, but the, the crux of X-Men is the team. The team is its own character and identity. Uh, it does, you know, morph and shift as, as time goes on, as people come and go, but the the team and, and its cohesiveness is is part of the, the whole thing, because it's that found family, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think that that would be an important part, but certainly introducing the individual characters in like these other movies, you know, maybe one or two at a time before moving them into their own uh, altogether movie would probably be a smart thing. And, you know, Marvel's got the groundwork laid for that already. I think. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I really hope they do, you know, I think they should start from scratch right now with an Avenger. They have this lived-in world. It's not from scratch. They have a lived-in world with characters that are con- going to continue to be new and interesting, have new and interesting stories, um, you know, with with Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, um, the uh, Wakan- the entire Wakandan army of, of interesting characters. Um, and I really want... Uh, I just I want I would like to see them introduce them one at a time like they did the Avengers. Just take a take two phases if you need to and build the X Men right, you know. Yeah. In a way that like we've never seen them built properly, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it would be, it could be so great, and it's I feel like it's in good hands now finally, rather than Simon freaking Kenberg. Anyway. <laughs> Not a not a fan. Not a, not a fan, really. Uh, he did like he's the one who finished uh, Apocalypse and had been an EP on it for a while, and then he came in and just completely did uh, Dark Phoenix in its entirety. And Dark Phoenix was pretty much just trash. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, not a fan. Anyway, beside the point. Uh, Jesse Salee, fifty six hit us up in an email guys amazing podcast i came across y'all two years ago and i've been loving every single episode you guys are hilarious and matt's music is great oh thank you thank you guys so much for keeping the marvel spirit alive in this time of drought i look forward to more projects y'all have and hopefully once the avengers game comes out we get to play i've been a nerd gamer comic book worm you name it thanks guys for all you do and keep up the great job we'll always be here listening and watching your twitch channel hey thank you thank you jesse Thank uh, you. Well, we should definitely, uh, you know, hook up and play some uh, Avengers soon. You want to do that? Like right now? Uh, yeah. L- uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it actually be really funny to just hang up. And I, di- I did that on a podcast. Oh, no, I did that on Twitch the other night. You did that on Twitch. I was like, cut the feed. And you just ended it right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> we, we were joking uh, on previous weeks on Twitch. We've joked that like once it drops below about 10 people. Like, we should probably cut the feed. Like, you know, at that point, we're just talking to each other, basically. And there's, like, maybe two or three people watching. Um, And we were like, once it drops below 10. That's just been, like, a general guideline, though. 
And I said that. I told the people that were uh, on Skype with us that night. I was like, yeah, once it drops below about 10, we tend to cut the feed. And at that moment, it dropped to 9. And Jeff started going, cut the feed, cut the feed. And I was like, oh, no. And I just cut it. <laughs> and, like, all the people that were in the chat were like, well, that was abrupt. What what happened? Uh, that was fun. It's a good time. We uh, We decided to have a little fun jokes at everyone else's expense that yeah. we find hilarious yeah exactly like <laughs> are, are we trolls for that I don't, I don't think that was trollish we're not okay. hurting anyone else's feelings or anything okay that's fair that's fair oh wait four send us an email another week another x-men movie idea i've heard a lot of theories about doing a reversal of no more mutants and making scarlet witch simply say the word mutants to will them into existence while this would be a cool nod to comics nothing in wanda's mcu arc would motivate her to do this how would she even know the word mutant but I do like the idea of no more mutants already having happened in the MCU. She could have wiped out all mutant powers, including Ooh. her own, and even wiped the world's memories of the X-Gene. Hydra's experiments with her and her brother could have reawakened their abilities. The way I see it, an X-Men movie could start with a depowered Magneto, Denzel, of course, and not at all the Maximov's father, living alone on Genosha. He sees Wanda Maximoff resurfacing on the news, killing Wakandans right before Civil War. He reaches out to Charles Xavier about the idea that their powers could be reawakened, but is turned away because Xavier has moved on and is helping people in other ways. Years later, Magneto learns about the rumored notion that quantum time travel solved Thanos' snap and tracks down Bill Foster to convince him to help hatch his plan. Bringing in my previous ideas about the all-new X-Men team magneto brings from the past the teenage versions of cyclops gene gray iceman angel and beast choosing that specific team as revenge against xavier for rebuking him he exposits to them that wanda as a little girl uh, was a very powerful mutant who was caught in the middle of an X-Men slash Brotherhood conflict that killed her parents. Traumatized and trapped in the rubble with Pietro, she breathes no more mutants. The fight she had been surrounded by was replaced by a human firefight with Stark weapons, and the Maximov twins are left orphaned and powerless, but alive. The rest of the movie would have Magneto twisting the tail to his own benefit and trying to mold the young X-Men into his new Brotherhood. That's about as much as I've pondered, but it would end with the teens wising up and ending the movie back under Xavier's leadership. I think it would set up an interesting way to introduce the idea of the X-Gene to the MCU two dozen movies in. Thoughts? Until next time. I, I think that's a great movie you just wrote there, 084. Like, no joke. I yeah. think that is, that's like a really clever way to do it. It doesn't take away anything that's happened. I I guess the only problem with it, I love it. Let me let me say that. First off, I always want to punch holes, but let me say, I think it's a cool, cool idea. Uh, the only problem is it does sort of, it, it sort of makes you think that this entire universe we've been watching never happened, kind of. It's like, this is all a dream of Wanda's, which is, you know. Uh, not the worst thing. It's kind of a great twist, um, but it, I, I could see people being like, "Well, but then nothing's real. Like none of this. Uh, all <laughs> of this is just a dream of Wanda. Everything we've been watching up till this moment is a dream of Wanda's that she's reformed no. the world to be that way." No, it's not a dream of Wanda's. It's not like uh, it's not like House of M in the comics. It's it's she shaped the world. It's it's more like. Um, it's more like uh, Neil Gaiman's Eternals. Right. It's more Eternals than House of M. Right. But that it was still like, it still, it still has that issue. I'm just, I'm not saying it's horrible. I think it's actually a really cool idea and a really cool way to be like, Hey, these people exist. They have existed. They're getting their memories back and they're being, but then like, would, would other people have lives? Like who is Tony Stark in that world? Is he Tony Stark? Does he, is he changed greatly? Um, who is, captain america and do we and do their memories well they're they're both probably gone but like do the other characters memories come back not non-mutants do we like change them their backstories too i don't know but but i but i do think it's super clever and i could actually just really see it being a character story especially like introducing magneto as this character who's like trying to fight to bring back a world of mutants that has been lost that's like kind of beautiful 
It is. It is. Um, I think honestly that that is actually pretty perfectly set up. If we, if we're talking like, WandaVision seems to be her like uh, kind of introducing us to the power of her making up reality right. or, or crafting reality based on her whim accidentally. Um, and also Dr. Strange multiverse of madness coming right off of that. Um, you know, we, we, we've already seen time travel used to, to kind of breathe multiverse into existence. But if we, if we think of like taking people from the past, you know, much the same way that they did in comics, um, you know, we're already set up for that sort of thing. And that's kind of, it's kind of perfect. Like it's kind of, I want that. I want that now. I'll go ahead and say it. All I right. want that. I like it. I, I think it's a really fun idea. I love it. Good, good job. Wait for I like, I seriously think that's a, that's a script idea, you know, like designing that, that entire scenario. That's a, absolutely a way a Marvel could do it and be completely original with it but still kind of referencing all the versions of the X-Men we've ever known, you know? Um, yeah. But but introducing characters anew. Yeah. Uh, this next one's actually funny. Drew Greck uh, sent us, Hi, guys. You called Disney Plus in May 2006. I love this. Drew Greck has been... 2016. Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. We called Disney Plus in 2006, before streaming existed. Um, yep. <laughs> no, right. 2016, uh, and so here's the audio on that. I, I love that Drew keeps sending an audio. I guess he's listening to old casts and keeps sending audio of us calling stuff. I love it. The Disney money. Um, and I mean, yeah. Disney's got that Star Wars money, so like, it's, the funding is there. We were discussing it before we came on air, and I think I would pay like oh, yeah. six or seven bucks a month for a exclusively Marvel uh, streaming service. Yeah, absolutely. Like if they put on all of the all of all of the Marvel content up till now. That I could rewatch at any time, all of the movies, all of the uh, the shows, and then everything that comes out Marvel came out on that show, on that on that all the Netflix series, all of the uh, all of the TV shows just came directly from Marvel. Everything that came from Marvel Studios showed up on a streaming service. Just that, maybe throw the cartoons in to wrangle the kids. Yeah, uh, but uh, just the live action stuff, I would absolutely pay a monthly fee to get those. <laughs> And think if like um, Disney, where is my money? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my royalty check? Where is my money? Bitch, better have my money. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, you're you're right. Am you're I, right to I, think that. I, thank you, thank you. I felt like I was right, but you know, I didn't want to uh, be too bold. But yeah, bitch, better have my <laughs> money. Feel very justified in, in demanding, bitch, but I have my money. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Good stuff. All right. Looks like Marshall Naylor again. Marshall won, it, won the video game and then got two feedbacks in this week. Nice. We're going to have to limit this guy. <laughs> he's, he's doing too much. You need to calm down, Marshall. No. Okay. It's probably okay. it's probably my fault. I've probably he's probably sent these in over a few weeks and I'm bad at organizing things. Damn it, Matt. I'm You're making Marshall look bad. Sorry. <laughs> Marshall says, Hey guys, I haven't listened to your newest cast yet, but I will after this. I have a few things to say. Number one. I know it's a thought in all of our minds, but all the people who are just posting, oh, but what about Black Panther two are being jackasses. It's definitely a question, but not the one we should be worried about. Agreed. Also Yes. And if you're one of those people, no hate or anything, but like, I, I, I think we should, I, I just don't, I, I think this week we shouldn't talk about what are they going to do about Black Panther? You know, like, that's just not the question. It's just a, a man is dead. So I'm just trying to let that, let those questions simmer uh, yeah. and be, be talked about later out of respect. Right. Like, let, nah. Mm. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> Rage. Uh, Marshall continues. Number two. Fuck 2020. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I agree. This is kind of the worst year. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, I made a shading drawing, probably one of the best I've ever done, of Sebastian and Stan, and I thought that that might be the last one of those I'd do for a while. Today, I thought, maybe not. Yeah. Did he send us uh, pictures of these? I don't, I don't think he did. 
Why are you talking about these and not sending them in, Marshall? Yeah. Come S- on. Send us in, us in. Why are you gonna why are you gonna tell and not show? Yeah. That's bad screenwriting. Your email is bad screenwriting. <laughs> uh, number four. It is weird that you guys did Black Panther trivia this week. I think someone on Twitter Twitter pointed this out too, but still. Yeah. Yeah, we did we did it this week and like it got Black Panther on all of our minds and then Chadwick died. It's just really it sucks, man. Ugh. Yep. Uh, and number five, he he quoted T'Challa from Captain America: Civil War. In my culture, death is not the end; it's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands, and Bast and Sekhmet lead you to the Green Veld, where you can run forever. Yeah, it's, it's a nice thought. Widow says that sounds very peaceful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's you know it's nice to to think of it that way. It's nice to to think of it in that manner that you know he's not in pain anymore, and you know yeah. he's, I can't, he's in I just, a better. I just can't way. imagine the I can't imagine the pain and the loneliness he had these last few years. Yep. And hopefully not loneliness. Hopefully he had people in his life that were really there for him. But it just seems like keeping that secret would be really hard. And yeah. hard to focus on everyone else when you're going through such a... Well, maybe not. Maybe hard's not the word. Maybe it's, just, it's very evolved of him to focus on everyone else and trying to make this stuff exist yeah, in the world. He was, he was doing what he could with the time he had left. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six in Marshall's list of things to say uh he was diagnosed in 2016 meaning he filmed black panther infinity war and endgame with stage three cancer all while also helping kids with the same thing Mm. now he can be another panther on the tree rest in peace our king yeah i mean that's pretty much it yeah thank you marshall for sending that in uh, it's it's just uh, there's no more, not, not much more to say. We talked about it so much last week, and uh, you know, I don't want to bring everything down, but like, yeah, it's it's tough. It's really been uh, like every time it comes up, I'm just at the edge of tears thinking about uh, mostly the idea that he like gave so much in his last in his last years. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Let's see. Anna Grace Hatchett says, Hey guys, I just finished listening to your recent podcast in the car and I have a few things. Oh man, Matt, this is rough. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, 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 the, uh, the, the date on it, recent podcast, and it's July 23rd is when she emailed it. Oof. Well, 31st it says. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, was, this, this, is a, this is a month old. Uh, oof, during, recent. During... <laughs> Uh, during uh, Shield's finale, we got so much feedback that we could not keep up with everything. Yeah. So we, we, we were a little behind, but catching up yep. rather quickly. Hey, guys, I just finished listening to your recent podcast in the car, and I have a few things. I think it's interesting that 2020 happened during the time span between Infinity War and Endgame. I know this is very unlikely, but do y'all think it's a possibility that Corona could have caused some mutants to snap? I don't know how mutants work, so I might be way off. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't think Wanda is going to go into a coma. I I think it's very possible that she will simply be fantasizing about her envision. She's only 20 or 21 and never really had her teenage years. I'm pretty sure that every teenage girl fantasizes at one point or another. She just never really had anything to fantasize about. That probably made no sense, but whatever. Love you 3000 AG. Hey, thank you, Anna Grace. Sorry it took so long to get to that. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really good... Uh, uh, it's po- it's very possible that what she's doing is just fantasizing, but her I, the fact that her comic persona is is what it is, is the is, has the ability to do... Uh, to, to, to manifest things in that way. Um, I, I, I just feel like... Uh, I feel like they, if they're going this much into a, her creating her own world with Vision, then it's very likely to be some sort of manifestation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> it may well be a um, a fantasizing, 
but the, if it is that fantasizing is what's causing the the reality that we know to shift yeah. and yeah yeah i think yeah i think uh, i think i think that's right i really think that's probably the case so yeah um but who knows you might be right Anna Grace. i really don't know um we had a couple shield things left that we still haven't gotten to. Do you want to run down these last like three or four shield things and then uh, cut it for the cut it for the week? Uh, sure, sure, cool. We got these couple shield things. Um, so, spoiler alert for Shield, the finale, <laughs> the uh, entirety. I tried to save it to the end here because we are going to spoil things. So, if you don't want that, we'll see you soon. Until next time. Trish believers. <laughs> Until next time, stick around, guys. Come on, don't don't yep. leave. Until yeah, yeah. Next- where are you going? Where are you Come going? on, come on. Until this section, true believers. Uh-uh. Come on. Until a second from now. Uh, Jordan Pierce hit us on Patreon said, "So in our universe, that is the real world, people can survive in space without a spacesuit for around 15 seconds before passing out, which is how long it takes the body to use up the oxygen in the blood." What we do know is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. universe is not ours because, well, superpowers, time travel, impossible technology, etc. What we can't assume is their universe as human beings are identical to ours and would not fare any better in the void of space without a spacesuit. Now, what we don't know is how does the inhuman abilities of Quake help Daisy's body survive the void of space? Maybe she doesn't use all of her oxygen as quickly due to the vibrations or her vibrations create a barrier around her. Remember, comic universe. But we also don't know how long she was out in the void of space. The team could have gotten her pretty quickly. Maybe just a couple of minutes or less and she wasn't actually even dead. Maybe she was just unconscious and all Cora needed to do was give her some energy to wake up since Daisy's uh, was being sapped by the lack of atmospheric pressure. I don't know if any of that tracks, but they made a point to show that she was freezing over. Her body looks stiff and very cold, and the cold is the last thing that you'll need to worry about in space. The reason being is heat would take a long time to leave a body in a vacuum due to convection and conduction not really being a factor here. Sorry, long explanation, I know, but I love you guys, and I'm really sad there will be no more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. So maybe you guys can do a rewatch again soon, or just pick out major episodes and rewatch and record, re-record a new episode. Either way, love you guys 3000. That's not a bad idea, actually, like, to go back and, like, someone else ask us something similar. Um, like our favorite moments kind of thing? Yeah, like, or just pick an episode that we think we're, you know, we remember well, but, like whatever it's 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 interesting for whatever reason and go go check out the, how that episode feels to us now after we know where it all goes and how much does it seem like they knew where they were going that kind of those kind of questions are always interesting to me i, I like this one 084 says life hack is a great superhero name for cora in her admittedly plot convenient power set <laughs> <laughs> we called her we, we were saying life hack last week life hack use cora <laughs> Yep. yep. And uh yeah, that that is that's a great uh superhero name. Love it. <laughs> Enrico sent in a picture of the uh character from the finale of Shield that carried in the last piece. It was the the black man who said he like had a hard time getting there and he was an older man who walked in. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a cool idea. I'm not sure it's true, but it might be. Enrico Versace says, um, I'm pretty sure this guy was Nick Fury's father or grandpa mentioned in Winter Soldier, like the elevator operator. Yeah. I don't know why that would be exactly, uh, except for he was an old man with a paper bag. You know, I think yeah. he had that thing in a paper bag, which I think the timing might work out about right. And they, they described that he had a paper bag that he would show his money and his gun in. Uh, that would be cool. I, I, I like that idea, but I don't know that we have enough info to think that. Did he say he was an elevator operator? Yeah. Is that, oh, he did. Yeah. Like in the in the in the shield episode. I mean. Oh no 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 not in, not oh, in the shield yeah, episode. Yeah no, no, no. Sorry, that's what I'm talking about. Because in Winter Soldier, he says he's an elevator operator, and yeah, I think other than that, then it seems like the only reason we think that is the pe- 
he's a black man of the approximate right age with a paper bag, which I feel like that's... <laughs> it's kind of profiling. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's profiling. People with paper bags. Yeah. Old black men with paper bags are Nick Fury's grandfather. All of them are <laughs> Nick Fury's grandfather. <laughs> We 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 do not mean to tease you. I think it's actually a really fun theory, but like I don't know that they put enough in the text. If they meant that to be the case, unless I missed something, um, well, if they meant that to be the case, they didn't say it to me. Wait, was this in the same city as the? Mm, it's in we, New York. Do we? Is that where? Uh, Fury's from? I don't from? remember, man. Because if Fury's from, if Fury's father's in New York, which maybe he was. Uh, that, no, that, he he was. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I gotta go rewatch the scene because if he's if he's if his father's from New York, that definitely narrows it down and makes it feel a little more possible. Because like if he said, there's so many people in New York, right? But still, there's a lot less people in New York than there are in the world. So uh, <laughs> you're like not that much less. Uh, but no, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, it definitely increases the likelihood. I'm not saying it like it's not a you know yeah it's not enough to be a certainty no it's not enough to be anywhere near a certainty no no for sure not but i i do think it's a fun theory i like the fun of it (laughs) okay okay tim brown says hey it was mentioned that chronicoms do have different programs enoch even warned may before his battle with her when she woke up that in so many words he had upgraded his combat program i have to rewatch the older stuff with him but that said, I recall in the beginning, fighting wasn't his thing, and hunters were actually tougher. Somewhere along the way, to probably protect his friends, he upgraded his programming to include advanced combat skills. And when he's full tilt into it, he's pretty good, as in the one episode he pretty much kills them all, including May, several times in mm-hmm. various time loops. Also, in one of those articles, they mentioned that being in the quantum realm protects you from the blip. But when I read them say that... It still throws me off as that would make, or that would only make sense if you were in that realm at that moment that Thanos snaps. And that's not likely, is it? I mean, I gotta get the timeline right. I thought it was almost real time, so the snap would be like 2018. Argh, it's a headache to fix it all. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's kind of unfixable. Uh, I mean, I guess they never really said what year it was when the Chronicoms were attacking. <laughs> I mean, I, I will sit here and try to fix it. So why do you Agents have to, of S.H.I.E.L.D., unfixable. Why do you have to push me down this road, Tim? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think... I, 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 I love the headcanon about... It's not even headcanon, really. The fact that we talked about the difference in the Chronicoms and how some of them were harder to kill. And somebody was complaining about it. And we're like, but some are hunters and some are not. And that makes a lot of sense. And it actually does fix that problem. Like, it fixes the problem on the ship because on that ship, there'd be a lot of different kinds of Chronicoms. Like, some would be easy to kill. Some would be hard to kill. Matt could probably knock one out while others would take much greater measures. You know, it totally makes sense. It's plot convenience at its best. Um <laughs> plot convenience at its best. <laughs> Mac like punches one until it, it gives up and he's just like, ah, this one must have been a, a painter. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's one of those art chronicoms. Yeah, right. Um, as an artist, I take offense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it just reminds me of that scene in 300. It's like, yeah. see, old friend, I brought more soldiers than you did. <laughs> Sculptor, sir. As for the blip, this is the problem with the whole quantum realm protecting you from the blip thing. They're there the whole time because they overlap with themselves when they go back through the quantum realm. They get there before they left. So there was always a version of them on the planet in like regular space during that time period. It's so the current timeline. Yeah. So that doesn't fix it. The idea that there wasn't, uh, they weren't there for the blip. I still think it would have been the most tragic scene if they opened up to find uh, their daughter and it was just sand. <laughs> Ash. Ash, whatever. They didn't turn to sand? You, you don't know that. They never said <laughs> Ash. That's just I mean, what it, You're just assuming. It could be dark Sand colored. doesn't float in the air the way that, the, that Hawkeye's kids did. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, sm- small enough grains of sand do. No. Sand can be blown by the wind. 
it's just it can that, be blown by the wind but if it doesn't float if it's wet if it's you know that's worse no, no, I'm saying if it's wet, it's, it doesn't. And so near the ocean, it doesn't. But, like, sand can get, get easily blown around. That's why we have deserts. Yeah, but it's windy. So it's, dune, it has to be so windy for that to happen. Exist. Yeah, most of those people were windy. Anyway, I yeah. don't think it was sand or ash. I think it was just, like, I just call it sand to be silly. I, I think it's it's some sort of ethereal matter that they're just, like, a dissipating into it's just it's, no, man, it's a we visual... have to talk about this we have to analyze it down to the very minutiae because we have nothing else to talk about in universe right now <laughs> it's true that's fair that's fair all right then let's keep going sand versus ash it's ash it has to be <laughs> it's it's sand because i don't want to be wrong um. <laughs> that's, that's fair i i, I I also don't want to be wrong. That's why it's Ash. <laughs> All right. Damn, you have me there. <laughs> okay. Last piece of feedback is a voicemail. Woo. Jordan has a voicemail for us. Hey, guys. Jordan here. Listening to your uh, series finale of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. And right now I'm on Matt's rant's part about the what parts he doesn't like. And I think he might have missed a couple things, or at least maybe I just understood what happened a little bit differently. Um, as for Korra and her powers never being set up, I'm pretty sure they did set up the fact that she just had... They said that she had the ability to create a lot of energy. But then they set it up when she brought Sybil into the lighthouse. Remember, she punched the wall while May was in the room because May was trying to get a rise out of her. And she punched the wall with one punch. She brought down all of their power, which means she's somehow tied to their power grid and able to uh, carry that. And her bringing that down allowed Sybil to come into the lighthouse uh, like... Remember, uh, remember Jeff had a big thing with firewalls, don't go down. They, like, Cora brought down the firewalls in that moment. Like, um, so that's what I understood it as. So that didn't bother me that she was able to amplify the power of the ship and project that signal a little farther. And then secondly, with it, when it comes to the, chron- the Chronicons and the empathy thing, uh, I, I was under the impression that their empathy was taken from them after their home planet was taken. That's why all Comic-Cons were pretty friendly towards them before that happened. And then all of a sudden, when they met the guy that uh, Enoch skin swapped with at the end of season six, they didn't expect him to be not friendly because all Comic-Cons had always been friendly with them. But after they were, they were pretty much destroyed... I was under the impression that Sybil ripped their uh, their ability to have empathy away from them so that she would have them doing exactly what they needed because she turned every uh, it was stated into a hunter. There were no other types of Comic Cons anymore. They were all turned into hunters. I, I, maybe I maybe I saw something different. Maybe I understood something differently. Maybe I just am wrong. I don't know. But love hearing you guys talk. Can't wait to listen to the rest of the chat. And I'm so bummed that this is over. I love the series, but it ended a little too happily for me. Everybody had a happy ending. Everybody like <laughs> I, what? That's not. That's not how it's normally supposed to happen. Oh, well, love you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Love you too. Although you're you're being a bit of a sadist here. I mean, you're like, why does everyone get a happy ending? <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm mostly teasing. I think that's fairly true. Like, especially being a Whedon show, I was surprised no one died. I mean, with the with the snap being a thing in main universe, and now that they finally know about it, when coming back to you know, to the the main verse, I, I would think that there should be something, you know, some sort of uh, nod to it. But I guess you know, they were so far afield at this point that it really didn't matter, or it would be weird to, you know, to to tie back in so heavily and end it on such a sad note. Um, as far as like somebody dying, it could have been. I mean. It, it could have been Daisy, you know. It could have just been like, "Up, 
well, she's dead. She's in space. Yeah. She sacrificed herself for the world. Good job. I thought that's where they were going. And then when she brought her back, I think maybe that's part of why I pushed back on Korra being able to do it. As I'm like, why did she do that? It's like, this is probably the last time we'll see these characters. Very likely. Um, and it'd be kind of a nice end to her character uh, to, to die for everyone. Uh, always nice to have someone make the sacrifice play in the in the big finale. Um but uh, it, it just adds weight to the whole situation. Right. As for Korra's powers, we talked about Korra's, um, the one a good bit la- last time we talked about S.H.I.E.L.D. with her being able to change, uh, shut down the power. I thought it was just a power surge she created that like rebooted yeah. everything. But uh, other people seem to think she might have like reached into the systems and hacked it kind of, um, which I think is just like that's that seems too much out of her power set. At least th- as we understand it, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and just say no. <laughs> right, <laughs> I right. I disagree that that was it. Well, but then she can apparently help extend the data that May is doing. So, like, like if if you want to give her that power set, like that's fine. But like, give it to her and explain it. It's just basic rules. Like, we need rules around this lady's power, and we don't have them. Yeah, the I mean the way that I and interpreted it with the signal is that you have to give the the thing that is broadcasting the signal more power in order for it to broadcast that signal to everybody like it needs to so her putting energy into it gives it more power right sure but like it doesn't seem like it needs that much power to just reach out to the chronicoms like are Fitz has worked with so many different power sources and like he, he scanned an entire, he created a universe to get this time, this power source. Like why not get the, uh, one of the infinity stones or, you know, like why not use the power stone? Like whatever, there's all kinds of, well, okay. There's reasons you wouldn't use the power stone, but like whatever the Tesseract, well, go back into the shield and steal the Tesseract for a day. Um, there's all kinds of things you could do to create this and or to just create it. If you just need power, that seems like a silly reason. So it seems like she was doing something in with her power other than just powering. But I don't know. It seems like in, if, if in two universes, she is the greatest source of power that is, that, that is huge. That is huge. It seems weird to create an entire universe for a battery. Right, exactly. That's my point. Like, you could probably do something else. Right. Anyway, what was the other thing? It was a big download, man. Yeah, a big download. And, you know, you get lots of power for that. It, it <laughs> just doesn't seem to line up. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. And the empathy thing... Uh, see, everything Jordan says here, he's referencing something from season six, and neither me nor you know anything about season six, even though we did a, day, a weekly podcast about it. <laughs> I try to block season six out of my memory. Kind of went in, a, in one eyeball and out the other. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, you're probably right, Jordan. They probably did take the empathy away and make them all hunters. I don't remember that at all. Uh, I guess maybe they like took the empathy away because they needed to create a new planet and Sybil decided that taking the empathy away was the thing to do. No, I remember they all got reassigned. They all got right. reassigned to hunters. Uh, but like uh, being put, being put back to being reassigned doesn't give you new abilities. It doesn't take your empathy away. Right. Well, I mean, it might cause it's like a, it's like a personality wipe. Like, you're now Hunter and you have these skills. But, like, if you, I mean, if that's the thing, then why would May's empathy go out and be the change that they need? Why couldn't they just put a different personality on them all? Like, there's other ways you could have gone about it. You still could have even used the battery. I mean, Cora. Or use empathy. Coracell. That's her name. Coracell. Yes. That's better. That's even better than life hack. (laughs) Coracell. Oh, man. 
I think we on that there. note, I think we got Let's there. Let's end it. Let's end it. That's, that's, we'll go out on Coruscant. All right, guys, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at all the places. And if you, StrandedPanda.com uh, and MCUcast.com is now rerouted to StrandedPanda.com where we've got all our, all our MCUcast stuff there now. I'm excited about that. Nice. If you have the means and you're interested in geeky music, please don't forget about my uh, Indiegogo. It's got five days left. This will be the, probably the last time I'll be able to mention it on cast. Don't you forget about that. Yeah. Five days left, 38% the goal. There's a 20 bucks gets you a CD, 40 bucks gets you a CD and a t shirt. Uh, and there's other things on there. It's all kinds of prizes or perks or whatnot. So. Please check it out. It's a little, uh, little Deke Squad shout out there. Oh, right. That wasn't the Deke Squad. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, oh, that's strandedpanda.com slash new album. That's what I was supposed to say. Sorry. It's all good. You distracted me. You, you, you de-extracted me. <laughs> Coracell. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, true believers. <laughs> Thank you.